0: News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Authorities report over 1,300 new COVID cases as well as another 1,500-plus preliminary positives. John Lee is to lead an SAR delegation to talks in Shenzhen with mainland officials amid calls for a citywide lockdown. And experts say mainland authorities can help massively boost COVID testing in Hong Kong. New COVID infections today hit another record high of 1,325 with 1,500 more preliminary positive cases. Jimmy Choi reports.
1: Health officials say it's obvious the fifth wave of COVID infections has not peaked yet. The worst-hit districts are Sha Tin, and Shui Po. Two more COVID patients aged 86 and 88 have died. Two other elderly patients are critically ill. 11 patients are in serious condition. The H.A.'s Dr. Larry Lee reported that dozens of hospital staff have been infected.
0: We are
2: actually actively considering to apply a rapid antigen test to all staff in hospital authority. But I think we will consider initially to start with the clinical staff first.
1: The Centre for Health Protection said more time is needed to see whether the new social distancing rules have any impact on the rapid spread of the Omicron variant.
0: Local officials led by Chief Secretary John Lee will attend a meeting in Shenzhen tomorrow to discuss the COVID situation here with mainland officials and experts. Authorities across the border have pledged to support Hong Kong's fight against COVID. The chairwoman of the DAB party, Stari Lee, says there are plenty of ways they can help, such as by increasing Hong Kong's testing capacity.
1: We are advocating a citywide test for long. Whether or not it... Uh need to have a two to three month lockdown. as a question of judgment. I of course don't want to have that long period lockdown, but if that lockdown takes two to three days, I think why not? Former
0: Hospital Authority Chief Anthony Wu, who now runs a COVID testing company, says he'd like to, the mainland to help in two specific areas
3: we need
4: testing capacities and we may need help with how do we quarantine the, the confirmed cases. Uh, so a lot of these confirmed cases would be either asymptomatic or really a very light symptoms. Then if we have enough facilities to house them for isolation, then I think, and then if we could do sort of bigger scale uh, RTDs, like, like when you sealed off a building for testing, we could actually um, stop a lot of this, what, what we call the virtual contagion chain in the community.
0: Well, the government's put two public housing blocks in Shamshui Po under one of those lockdowns or RTDs that Mr. Wu referred to there. Residents of Begonia House in Sook Estate and Unxing House in Unshao Estate will have to stay put until they get tested, after sewage samples taken from the buildings tested positive for COVID. A former controller of the Center for Health Protection, Thomas Zeng, says the community needs to unite behind the government's dynamic clearance policy instead of talking about opening up and living with COVID. He says with so many cases out there in the community, overall social activity must come down.
1: I think in reality the whole society should follow this goal and maximize its effect in the hope of controlling the epidemic, give dynamic zero infection a chance to see whether it works or not. If in future we see that the current strategy does not have its intended effect, then we can think about how to adjust it. But for now, I think we should do it step by step in a united manner.
0: The government has extended by two weeks a flight ban for eight countries, meaning there won't be any inbound flights from those places until March the 4th. Damon Pang reports.
4: There have been no flights from Australia, Canada, France, India, Pakistan, the Philippines,
0: the UK and the US since early January because of COVID. The government says it's extended the ban so that there won't be more imported cases, which could add pressure on the local healthcare system. In a statement, it also says starting from Saturday, the ban will also govern Nepal because of the many imported cases from the country. The elderly and disabled can take more types of public transport for just $2 starting towards the end of the month. The concessionary fare scheme will be extended to trams, 45 red minibus routes and 11 Kaito ferry routes from the 27th of this month. Those eligible must use a personalised octopus car to enjoy the special fare. And now the weather, mainly fine, cloudy periods in the morning and at night. Temperatures will range between 17 and 22 degrees. The outlook, a few rain patches later on Sunday. The temperature now is 18 degrees with the humidity at 86%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. As diplomatic efforts continue to try to defuse the escalating crisis over Ukraine, the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says there are no signs that Russia is slowing down its preparation for an invasion.
3: Simply put, we continue to see very troubling signs of Russian escalation, including new forces arriving at the uh, Ukrainian border.
0: We're in a window when an invasion could begin at any time. That includes during the Olympics. We're continuing to draw down our embassy. And we've also been very clear that any American citizens who remain in Ukraine should leave now. The UN chief Antonio Guterres has urged the international community to strengthen its efforts to protect the oceans. Addressing a summit in France, Mr. Guterres called for greater action to rein in overfishing and to curb carbon emissions from shipping. His words were echoed by the U.S. climate envoy, John Kerry. It is the ocean that makes life on Earth possible,
2: it produces more than half of the oxygen that we breathe. And even that is at risk. More than 50 to 80 percent of that oxygen comes from the life of the ocean. And indeed, the ocean provides
0: food and livelihood for billions of people. Thousands of protesters in convoys are heading to Paris from across France, with some hoping to blockade the capital to oppose COVID restrictions despite police warnings to back off. Inspired by Canadian truckers paralyzing border traffic with the U.S., the French protesters include anti-vaccination activists and also people angry with fast-rising energy prices. More local news now. A contractor running a COVID testing centre says a new electronic ticketing system has failed to shorten queues as more and more people become subject to compulsory testing orders. Chris Wong from the Hong Kong Molecular Pathology Diagnostic Centre spoke after the government installed another 10 ticket dispensing machines across the city today. Frank Young reports. People under testing order who get a ticket from one of the machines can check the real-time status of queues at several community testing facilities on the mobile app The Gulu, which provides a similar service for restaurant bookings but Chris Wong told an RTHK program that the machines didn't seem to be making much of a difference as there were still long queues at some centers.
2: For
3: a testing center that has five booths and gives out tickets, if there are too many people, they still have to queue. And we can't only take people with queuing tickets at all five specimen collection booths and not allow any walk-ins, because the number of walk-ins is 10 times more than those with queuing tickets. at the same time, like restaurant bookings, some might not show up after getting a ticket, which is another drawback.
0: Mr. Wong also said it will be difficult to hand out all daily testing quotas through the electronic ticket queuing system because some elderly people might not have a mobile phone to use the app. A professor of respiratory medicine says the government needs to arrange outreach teams to vaccinate the elderly in nursing homes before outbreaks at the facilities overwhelm the medical system. Kenneth Zhang from the University of Hong Kong's Department of Medicine said one solution would be to use private medical staff to carry out inoculations.
2: If you look at the numbers of 750 residential care homes in Hong Kong with up to about 75,000 elderly subjects in these institutes. I don't think any health care system in the world can deal with them coming into the system rapidly. So what we need to do is to do damage limitation.
0: The president of the Medical Association, Choi Kin, says he's been seeing a lot of people visit his private clinic to try to get a medical exemption from having a COVID vaccination. But he told RTHK most had no valid medical reason not to get jabbed. It comes less than two weeks before a vaccine pass is introduced, meaning people need at least one jab to enter certain types of premises, such as shopping malls and restaurants.
3: People citizens came to the clinic trying to decide whether they can be exempted from vaccination or whether they are fit for vaccination or not. So about 30-40% of my patients came in yesterday. Many of them are new, new patients asking whether they can be exempted from vaccination due to their previous illness. Most of the illnesses that they have are stable illnesses and they cannot be exempted from vaccination. Now most of them are middle-age or young people, so this is a bit surprising.
0: Sport now, and first to the Winter Olympics in Beijing, where defending Olympic champion Wu Jing of China easily qualified in the heats of the 500-metre short-track speed skating event. He skated in the same race as Hong Kong's Sydney Chu, who failed to qualify for Sunday's quarterfinals with a time of 44.857 seconds. Speaking to RTHK before heading to the capital, Chu said it was incredible that he ever got to be there.
1: I didn't come here alone. It would it is definitely like the support of uh, our head coach Sun Dan Dan, um, and her guidance. Sort of like sh- she's a superwoman. Like it's it's incredible, especially under sort of like the pandemic training in Hong Kong, where the ice rinks were like closed and they were open. They were closed for a lot long, longer time, and navigating sort of like how do we get Olympic qualification? How do we become an elite team? How do we Beat the UK. How do we beat Turkey? How do we beat um, the US? How do we beat these teams, given our circumstances? And we have, um, thanks to her guidance and leadership, and it, it was it's 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 um, really sort of a miracle.
0: Hong Kong's third and final hope for Winter Olympic success is Adrian Jung. The 17-year-old is the youngest member of Hong Kong's Winter Olympic team and will compete in the men's giant slalom on Sunday. Russia says there's been a misunderstanding in the doping case of the Olympic figure skater Kamila Valieva. Earlier, it was confirmed the 15 year old attested positive for a banned heart medication in December. The Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said Valieva had Russia's absolute support.
3: We absolutely, fully, without any doubts, support our Camila Valieva and urge everyone to support her. And we tell her, Kamila, do not hide your face. Hold your head high. You're a Russian. Go proudly and beat everyone.
0: And with a look at some of the other action from Day 7 in Beijing, here's Todd Harding.
3: Japanese snowboarder Ayumu Hirano saved his best for last, nailing a once-thought-impossible triple-cork trick to four more rock-solid jumps to win gold on the Olympic halfpipe. That vaulted him in front of Australian Scotty James, who took silver, while Switzerland's Jan Skera won the bronze. American snowboard legend Sean White finished a respectable fourth in his final Olympic appearance. Elsewhere, Switzerland's Lara Gutberami added Olympic Super G gold to her bronze in the giant slalom. She finished comfortably ahead of Austrian Miriam Puchner, while another Swiss, Michelle Gizan, claimed bronze. Two-time Olympic Alpine gold medalist Michaela Schifrin finished a distant ninth. At least the American finished this time after skiing out in both her previous races in Beijing. Finland's Ivo Niskanen won gold in the men's 15-kilometre cross-country skiing classic ahead of Alexander Bolshunov representing the Russian Olympic Committee and Norway's Johannes Klebo. In women's hockey, defending champions the USA have beaten the Czech Republic 4-1 in the first of the quarterfinals. Canada plays Sweden tonight in the second one.
0: Now let's have our look ahead to this weekend's football action in the English Premier League with the BBC's Nick Hatton.
4: Well, after the drama of the FA Cup last weekend, we're back to the bread and butter of the Premier League. And after a busy week of matches, it's a short turnaround for many. Manchester United—they'll be desperate to get back to winning ways after being knocked out of the FA Cup by Middlesbrough. They then drop points away against strugglers Burnley. So a win at home in the early kick-off against Southampton would ease fans' frustrations and see them move back into the top four temporarily, at least. West Ham—they occupy fourth right now. They could reclaim that spot on Sunday. They're away to Leicester. Leaders Manchester City may just be having a look over their shoulders. Liverpool move to within nine points in midweek with a game in hand. But City have a chance to move 12 clear once again with a win at Norwich. Although Liverpool will be hoping to keep them in their sights. They go to Burnley on Sunday. Frank Lampard, he desperately needs his first league win as Everton boss. They've the worst form of the bottom five. They face a lead side just one place and four points above them. Elsewhere on Saturday, Brentford take on Crystal Palace, while Watford host Brighton. And Sunday could see in-form Newcastle move themselves four points clear of the bottom three. They host Aston Villa, while seventh place Tottenham they really do need to beat eight-place Wolves to open up a five-point gap between the two clubs. And our reminder of our top stories tonight.
0: Authorities report over 1,300 new COVID cases as well as another 1,500-plus preliminary positives. John Lee is to lead an SAR delegation to talks in Shenzhen with mainland officials amid calls for a citywide lockdown. And experts say mainland authorities can help massively boost COVID testing in Hong Kong. And that's the news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah.
2: From head to toe, I want the world to know I love
4: Tracking track from Jackie Wilson. Definitely a Friday night song, I would say. 57, uh, I think it came out, 1957. And uh, Re Petit. And would you know that this song was penned by Barry Gordy. Tyra and Carlo The royalties from that song Plus a couple of hits from a guy called Marv Johnson I don't know if you've ever heard I'll pick a rose for my rose Anyway, it enabled Gordy to borrow money needed to start up Motown Records It also taught him much about the business of music As he learned the value of royalties And how they can be manipulated too Into our second hour this Friday night Our Magical Mystery Tour With me, Peter King
2: that you